You're listening to Turn Zero Lists, a Legion 99 production presented by 6UP Supply. Hello, loyal Legion 99 listeners. Welcome to another episode of Turn Zero Lists brought to you by 6UP Supply. I'm your host, Keegan Evans. In this uh, episode, I'm joined by Marshall uh, or Morlock on the Discord. Marshall, welcome to the show. Hey, welcome. Good to talk to you, Keegan. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. You reached out as part of our post LVO sweep of, uh, hey, who was at LVO and wants to talk about uh, the list they played? And I think you you said something about last is good enough. Uh, what was the yeah? Was the so trailer? there's a um, uh, I don't know if it benefits to tell a story chronologically, but they uh, <laughs> you know leading up to the event, they were doing a really good job showing off all the swag that was going to be given away. Mm-hmm. You know dice some of the stuff you guys had put together some of that stuff they kept secret um but they showed off these trophies um i believe someone in the socal uh like legion community put together yep oh yeah yeah those guys uh, are great yeah yeah so one one of them was a a shore trooper holding a tray like with drinks you know he's gold (laughs) he's on a little wooden pelt and it says the garbage will do you know, L- Star Wars Legion Championship LVO 2022. And I was just like, and but they didn't tell you what any of these awards were for. Right. right? And they right. all have cute quotes, you know. Um, uh, I'm sure people have seen, you know, some of those pictures posted. But uh, I'm like, I don't know what that's for, but that's my favorite out of all of them. <laughs> you know, I thought it was the best looking model as a trophy. And I just thought, yep. I love that quote from the films. Yep. And... Um, you know, the energy that in that moment in the movie, you know, when it's like, ah, oh, the garbage will do. Um, <laughs> but I had no idea what it was for. And I and I honestly, you know, expected zero chance of winning a trophy. Uh, but it turns out I won the first trophy of the event by getting absolutely last place on day one. Um, and the good thing about getting last place is you don't have to wait till day two or day three to get your trophy. There you go. Because uh, you're already in last. <laughs> so actually really... Uh, really happy to have won that trophy because uh, I already had my eye on it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I think, and I believe it's Darkfire Designs to, uh, to support them with the with the trophies. They did a fantastic job at the SoCal Open and just uh, doubled and tripled down for for LVO. Um, we'll get into the rest of LVO a little bit more in a bit, but I'd love to I'd love to hear kind of your how how'd you get into Legion and and how how did you what was your path to LVO. Uh, well, uh, it all started when I was a young boy. <laughs> and, <laughs> so many uh, do. Yes. They, uh, they used to, uh, play, uh, movies on a Saturday matinee <laughs> on the Fox <laughs> broadcast television channel, 26 mm-hmm. in Fresno, California. Oh. And, uh, so Star Wars was one of those movies. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, holy moly, this is the greatest movie ever made. And I'm, you know, like four so right. I've got a lot of experience watching movies at that point. Right. Well, and, you know what you um, liked. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was just <laughs> it, everything a four-year-old boy could have wanted in a movie uh, when I saw it on TV. And so, uh, you know, got the VCR working, recorded that thing. Nice. Used to come home from kindergarten, watch it every day, much nice. to my mom's chagrin. <laughs> um, but it kept me occupied. I just, I've been a Star Wars nut since I was a little kid. Yep. And... um you know, I've messed around with some other tabletop games. Uh, used to be into X-Wing cool. uh, when it was first edition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've done some 40K and some 
Star Wars minis way back in the day when it was all D6 kind of based on the West End games. Oh, yeah. Um, game system. Yep. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I was kind of trying to look at um, Imperial Assault, but mm-hmm. it wasn't exactly what I was looking for, you know, and I've yeah. done some Star Wars RPGs and those things, video games, yeah. of course, too. Yeah, you mentioned um, West End games. I figured you, I figured you had some RPG background. I cut yep. my teeth on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, still one of my favorite game systems, to be honest. Absolutely. Uh, despite its flaws, it's very, very flexible. Yeah, totally. Uh, it ruined me for life for playing any RPG that uh, <laughs> has a class system. True. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I, I love D&D, but it's hard for me to play because classes. Yeah, yeah. I know that's sacrilege, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> so there's huge fan of Star Wars in general. Um, and when I saw what they were doing with you know, the announcement of Legion, uh, mm-hmm. when FFG came out with that. And I was just like, yes, this is the game I've been waiting for now that I'm an adult and I can actually buy it. <laughs> right. Uh, which was the biggest struggle, uh, <laughs> when I was a child, yep. uh, trying to play the West end one. Yep. And, um, but you know, I didn't jump in right away. Uh, I kind of, you know, it caught my eye, but it took a little while to get me in the door but uh, you know when they when they announced the Gav tank from uh, Rogue One, <laughs> I was like, "All right, that's enough." There's there's <laughs> there's some vehicles I like, you know. There's some units out there that I like. Yep. Um, but now that that tank exists in the game, I have to play this game. So awesome. Well done to them for having the movie tie-in model. How uh, how has that Gav tank love been working out for you? Uh. <laughs> You know, I, I, I'll say this, uh, originally, so I, I, and I was actually glad I didn't make it to day two cause I was really had my heart set on playing the unconventional warfare. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. My original plan was three Gav tanks, uh, oh, with nice. three, with three E-webs in the back. Oh, beautiful. And I, and I think three <laughs> trooper units naked cause I was out of points and then right. maybe, maybe a commander, maybe a field commander. I don't remember. Um, but I didn't, you know, I didn't want to just put things on the table like completely unprimed, you know, super sure. still wet and stuff. So I, I gravitated away from three tanks to two, and then, okay. you know, I kind of started psyching myself out, um, you know, with that and like, oh, everyone's gonna bring extra heavies, mm-hmm. so I'll do what no one expects and bring a bunch of supports. Uh, so I brought one tank with an E-Web in the back and then three other E-Webs. Nice. Uh, but that, that tank did, did some good work. You know, there's a, uh, I, uh, I was playing for first place, which I lost. Okay. Um, (laughs) uh, I want to say his name was Cody. I can't, uh, I'm so embarrassed now. I can't remember his name, but he was a, he was a great guy, really fun to play with, Mm -hmm. but he, uh, his, uh, operative Luke and my gaff tank got into it together and uh i i felt really proud of myself reversing well so i did a reverse with the gav mm-hmm. tank mm-hmm. which allowed me to start with a pivot because it has reposition right so i was able to pivot and pivot to push luke away okay you know and then my opponent of course places luke after the uh the overlap and then i was able to back up far enough to have him in my arc yep to unload on him with the tank and then and then i think i had cleaned him up with the uh with the e-web oh nice so i was able to kill operative loof with the gav tank and there you uh, go there you go and e-web 
Still lost the game because I forgot that uh, tanks can't score that objective. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I had two troopers to his two troopers, and I thought my tank also counted, and it did not. Uh, I so gotcha. we tied that yeah. objective. But that, was yeah. a, that was a good Gav tank experience. That's a great one. That's a great one, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love that, that you came prepared for unconventional warfare with a gav tanks because the list that you uh, were playing the main event in uh, did not have a gav tank. Although it no, seems like you no, have just e- e-webs coming out the ears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, talk to me. So, uh, talk to me a little bit about what you brought in. Yeah. So uh, part of that, you know, there's certain things that speak to me, I guess, you know, like mm-hmm. that nostalgic kid storytelling level. Totally. Um, I always kind of liked Veers as a character. He's not in the movies very much, mm-hmm. but you know, his actor whose name escapes me, uh, also appeared in the Indiana Jones yep. and the yep, last absolutely. crusade. Yeah. And, um, still the best Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. yeah it's really well done. <laughs> like from a film <laughs> creation standpoint, mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, you know, so just, I liked Veers, I liked Mm -hmm. the E-Webs, you know, like that scene in Empire when they're, you know, these stormtroopers run in and at this point, you know, snowtroopers have been on screen for maybe two minutes, right? you know, three minutes and they're hauling in this heavy equipment. Mm Mm-hmm. And setting that thing up and they're, mm-hmm. they're they're getting ready to take shots at the Falcon and they never really get a real solid shot off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, from like a, uh, from a storytelling perspective, it's like it's like a legit threat. Yeah. You know, to yeah. the heroes that they're setting this big gun up. And so I always liked that big gun. And of course, it had its effects in uh, some of the video games and then some mm-hmm. of the tabletop role playing games and then uh, also in Imperial Assault. You know, it's kind of a. It's had a, a it's a it's a very Star Wars esque thing, you know. It definitely. really definitely, you know, even though it's probably just a dressed up real gun on a camera tripod with a <laughs> crate and a you know like an HVAC tube plugged into it. Yep. But um, <laughs> you know, so those those always kind of spoke to me, and I liked Veers. I liked the idea of Veers with electro binoculars giving out three aims to three E yeah, webs. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, and so, you know, I just thought I would be the hottest ticket in town with my my nest of E-webs, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting aimed from Veers every turn and then, uh, you know, HQ uplinks giving them the uh, uh, aggressive tactics oh, uh, sure. surge yep. tokens from Krennic. Yep. So they'd be a little little harder to kill. Yep. And, uh, and then the barrage generator for the suppression. I'm a real big fan of suppression. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it's very effective. Uh, I actually <laughs> didn't go against any droid lists. Uh, okay. With actually all weekend until the team event did I did I finally the last game of the weekend I finally played against a separatist list, which gotcha. is the benefit of losing early and often. There you go. Yeah, the, you know, the separatist list. A lot of variety. We're, we're in the winning lists. I think <laughs> part yeah. of the bracket for a yeah. while. <laughs> not a lot of separatists in the losing side of things in the first day or two. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, pairing that, I thought that was kind of a, fu- a, a good defensive mm-hmm. move mm-hmm. and, uh, and that they'd be, you know, red dice saves are nice. Yep. Um, I kind of forgot <clears throat> that they're only four uh, health and not five. 
uh, yeah. uh, which definitely yeah. is a huge <laughs> difference when it comes to getting one shot off the board. Yeah, as several the, the of them dice did. Pool. Yeah, yeah, the dice pools these days are are not friendly yeah. to poor variants on four health. <laughs> right. Yeah. Five, and it's it's crazy how much that one extra health makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Because the difference between three and four is not a lot. And I don't think the difference between five and six is a lot. But four and five turned out to be huge. Yeah. You know, I saw the same thing with my troopers. Like the death troopers, you know, I brought mm-hmm. the heavy, the DLT. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were several times when three or four death troopers got murdered. Yeah. Uh, you know, but the fifth one stuck around yeah. and, you know, had a positive effect still. Um, but I, you know, I thought, okay, you know, a cheap way, 60, 70 points to get, you know, times three to get 12 health red saves with mm-hmm. surges from aggressive tactics. Um, you know, another 10 red saves with surge to, 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 to block yep. from the death troopers. And then, you know, another 18 <laughs> with the stormtroopers. <laughs> yep. Another five with Veers, you know, Krennic's on a white save, but he yep. just hides. So, right, yeah. um, you know, and I and I really thought with the, uh, I, I really thought I get to turn five and be able to play Annihilation Looms. My <laughs> longest game, I think, was the beginning of turn four. Okay. And uh, the shortest game was turn two. Oof. All so, right. I, and I had one that was turn three. Every every game was less turns than the one previously. <laughs> <laughs> Was uh was was LVO uh was that your first kind of big event with Legion? Uh yeah, in fact, my first tournament at all with Legion. Um, oh great, oh, awesome! Yeah, I've played some local stuff, some tabletop stuff, a little bit of really? tabletop simulator. Yeah, uh, you know, one thing that kind of was a I don't know if culture shock's the right word, but played a lot of skirmish. Um, oh sure, you know, locally uh, mm-hmm. and. I don't think the table size difference affected me as much mm-hmm. as like the different deployment zones and the different missions. Oh, so like, it. yeah, I had zero experience playing hostage uh, exchange mm-hmm. and uh, first two games uh, in the championship event, you know, hostage exchange, oh, uh, yeah. which I thought I was going to just be great with because I, you know, I had 10 activations. Right. <laughs> and and all these troopers and somebody could go get that hostage. Yep. Um but both times I was playing against Wookiees. Yep. <laughs> uh actually no, I, I take that back. First time against Wookiees, this uh the other Wookiee match was a was a uh a key positions. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, Wookiees on hostage exchange turned out to be very difficult. Yep. Uh, I did. I did finally suppress Yoda enough to panic him, but we didn't have enough time to get to that step. Ah, got it. Uh, <laughs> so I, I felt somewhat vindicated that my my thought of bringing enough suppression to stop, you know, hero hero units was yeah, a good that, idea. That's impressive too, because Yoda's at four yeah, courage. Yeah, so courage. That's a, so that's we, a good we, one. Yeah, we stacked a lot of suppression on him between the Death Troopers, uh, you know, with their armament, mm-hmm. and then the, mm-hmm. the barrage generator. Yeah, but I lost handily in that match, <laughs> and and really, you know, I hadn't I, force push is very popular. Yep, and I've I've seen it, you know, using to people to get into melee and things like that. Yep, but uh, we were going to tie that game and go to kill points, uh, except that Yoda was able to force push my veers off of a objective. Yep, and so yeah. he went on he went on objective points. Yeah, push, and then such I a shot painful. I reversal. shot Yoda. 
I think six times in angry revenge, but all for naught. <laughs> awesome. So your list, you you brought the three E-Webs fully loaded, like we talked about. You mentioned the Death Troopers with their uh, uh, with their armament, as well as the DLT-19, uh, yeah. to make that a round of five. You got Veers and Krennic, and it looks like you got three Stormtroopers, uh, all of them with the Specialist, and all of them with the HH-12. Um, talk correct. to me a little bit about that choice. <laughs> so I thought, um, you know, there's a lot of new units that had dropped. Recently, that were either large health pool units or mm-hmm. armored units or vehicles mm-hmm. and things like that. And I thought, hey, you know, here's a range four weapon. Uh, it's got three dice, high impact. Yep. Um, you know, obviously, it's got a lot of drawbacks. Uh, it's uh, you know, it's an exhaust to use it, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, it's cumbersome. Yep. Um, but it's also an extra stormtrooper body for 16 points uh, yep. instead of eight. So, yep. you know, I was trying to bring a lot of health because um, I figured, you know, I'm a little inexperienced or a lot inexperienced, probably going to be losing some troopers. But if I can at least keep the unit leader on the table, then, you know, I can claim an objective. I can yeah, you know, count a body on a payload or something like that. So I thought extra health was important. Um and, you know, I thought to myself, all right, well, you know, I'll either sit in cover and recover, mm-hmm. you know, tap the specialist and shoot rockets and have an aim yep. with three black dice and, yeah. and some impact, you know, um, for those heavies out there or just, you know, long range shots on Jedi or something before they could get to the gun line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or I would just, you know ignore the rocket launcher and just you know pick them up and move them and and keep them running around with you know six white dice and a name right um not but as it turns out surge. i yeah. what's that not terrible with the surge six white dice and a name so. yeah yeah surge hits uh pretty decent so you know i think it's puts them up to two-thirds of their shots with the black die and then with the whites you know it's i don't know maybe almost 50 50 but you know, there's six white dice. You get a couple hits out of that. Yeah, yeah, precise one too. So. Right, and then really, you know, I thought I thought my genius plan, of course, was <laughs> to take the surges with the specialist because uh, ah, right. no one would expect you to take the surge token, and then that would just make the stormtroopers <laughs> harder to kill. Yep. Uh, but as it turns out, you have to actually roll a surge facing <laughs> on your red die for that to work. So there was times I took the surge token. My opponent said. I thought they just gave aims because <laughs> apparently no one had ever taken a surge with a specialist before in their presence. And, um, and then I was so excited. They shot at him and I said, here we go. Big brain moment, guys. I'm going to roll that surge and uh, save one of my guys with the surge token. And I rolled no surges. Love it. Uh, so the dice were not kind the first day. And of course my strategy was less than uh, ideal. Yeah. Um I've I've brought some of probably the worst units in the game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh it you it's <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and, really and you know I thought like I said that. I thought but large health pools. Zeitgeist. Yeah. Yeah, I thought large health pools were going to be out there and I did see that, you know, I I faced Wookiees twice, big yeah. Wookiee swarms. And um and you know five 
five white and three black is not a small pool of dice to roll against all those Wookiees when they get into range three. But yeah. I didn't see any any vehicles at all on the, my first oh, three that's, matches. That, that's um, rough. And, and you know, You're part of the plan was to bring something people wouldn't expect. And so I definitely succeeded there. No one expected three E-Webs and three rocket launchers. That's right. <laughs> Well, I love the chutzpah and um, LVO was LVO 2019 was also my first tournament uh, and it was uh, my, my first like major anything uh, like that. So you're wow. in you're in very good company for bringing um, a, a list that you enjoy <laughs> when, right. and when I, it is objectively terrible in the meta. <laughs> right. And so, you know, and not to self-deprecate entirely, I think there's. There, there was some overall strategy for the weekend here too, mm-hmm. because sure. I was playing a lot of E-Webs on Sunday, and I was oh, trying to yeah. play Krennic and Death Troopers and Suppression on uh, Sunday for the team list. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't know how much other people talk or think about this, but you're doing a three-day, all-day tournament. Yep. Sometimes it makes sense to choose something simple. Oh, something, yeah, exactly. Something that's kind of in the same vein. Like, you know, I didn't want to be running like rebel tauntauns on one day and then, you know, totally. Yeah. Draw spider droids the next day. And then like a hero hammer, you know, yeah. Some, you know, so it's like all the lists for the three days had very similar elements, a lot of overlap. And, um, and that allowed me to kind of just go and have a good time and not have to think too hard. Nah, Which, that's perfect. Yeah. And and yeah. I did have a great time. So yeah. that was also awesome. mission accomplished, I guess. Awesome. So we're definitely going to be seeing you out at other events. Oh yeah. No, I, awesome. I uh really enjoyed it. Good, good. So the uh, you mentioned it before, it's a ten activation list. Uh comes in with a four point bid. Uh pretty pretty solid solid bid actually for the LVO event we saw um, I, I want to jump down into the command hand because uh, you've got some good choices with Veers and Krennic and of course the uh, the full set of six generic cards um, where were the choices that you made here I see you left out a couple of general Veers cards yeah so no vehicles obviously evasive maneuvers right. gets cut yeah, yeah. Um, originally I had in, I had slotted in Imperial Discipline because mm-hmm. of the re- free recover yeah, and obviously between the rocket launchers, the e-web generators, yeah. I think every unit except the commanders wants to recover. Yeah, uh, as yeah. much as possible to get their full value. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact of the matter is, I kind of built the list for the units themselves to be taking recovers. Right. Probably the only thing that didn't take a lot of recovers was the death troopers, um, just because they don't always need that suppressive gun. And uh, they were kind of my objective grabbers, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I couldn't necessarily afford to have them recovering uh, rather than moving around. Um, Did keep maximum firepower because I think that's a good um, way to reach out and touch someone. Yep. Nice way to punish those. Uh, Frankly, there's been a trend of almost sloppy strike team deployments. (laughs) Oh, sir. Uh, We are going to get to that later. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> yes, I have a great story about sloppy strike team deployments. Excellent. Okay. Yes. So, uh, so I kept maximum firepower. Um, you know, and it's the obvious play, but using that first turn mm-hmm. um, was the goal. Ended up with a lot of people picking low visibility, uh, uh, yep. so that didn't always come to fruition. 
Yep. Uh, but it 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 did its work, you know. Five red dice with the uh, uh, his sharpshooter, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, usually an aim from spottering himself. Yeah, uh, is a nice it's a nice little thing to roll for free. Definitely, considering Definitely. it's you know, like it's an extra action, you know. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's definitely definitely still a powerful card. Yeah, and then it basically, but I, you know, keeping everything else as a card that Krennic could play allowed me to make sure he was nominated, so I could get, you know, sometimes six uh, surge tokens out there on the board, or seven, oh, right. I guess, with the oh, uh, right. troopers yep. getting the getting got the draw token. Yeah, got it. That makes that makes sense. Yeah, death okay, troopers yeah. of course can't do anything with those surge tokens. But uh, it's good to get in the habit of, you know, using all your effects, yeah. uh, I think, so that you don't forget when it, when it matters. Yep. Yeah, I have played, uh, I played primarily Rebels for a while, and then my Republic lists have not used aggressive tactics. So I, I completely missed that, that point. That, that makes a yeah, ton of I, sense. There were a your, lot of people when I activated my aggressive tactics, they were like, oh, yeah, I've got that too. <laughs> and so yeah, very, very widely very used. very easy I, to forget <laughs> those things that happen, especially things that happen automatically. Mm-hmm. that yep. don't you know you don't have to exhaust the card you don't have to spend a, any a, you know a, a token you don't have to play a card it's yeah. just an effect that's in play and it's at least for me i feel that those are very easy to miss yeah makes sense uh let's jump over to the battle deck uh what were your what were what were your big plans what was your favorite objective and deployment and condition to bring <laughs> bring for this list all right so my 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 big goals here <laughs> um objective wise i liked uh key position and intercept the transmission for the same reason mm-hmm. in that um uh unit leaders or trooper unit leaders uh can score those points mm-hmm. and one of the big drawbacks i think to the emplacement troopers is their hands are full basically with those guns and so they yep. can't pick up crates yep. they can't you know they can't <laughs> claim and they can't uh recover supplies Yep. Um, there's a lot of things they can't do. Uh, so just trying to count bodies. And then I figured, you know, with a 10 act list, mm-hmm. if people are running a lot of the new units that are a little more expensive, you know, Yoda and Wookiees and things like that, mm-hmm. then I might have an activation advantage over people uh, that would allow me to kind of score those things. And the same thought, you know, to including like payload and hostage yep. exchange. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. What about uh, what about deployments and conditions? What were you really oh, that's looking right. for on these? Right. Um, <laughs> so deployments, I I anything that allowed me to kind of e- either surround or be surrounded, I thought would gotcha. play into the strength of the E Web mm-hmm. and the standby actions with the mm-hmm. uh, with them and the Death Troopers. Mm-hmm. So you know, ideally a hemmed in or a um, a major offensive. Mm-hmm. You know, I like major offensive because it, it puts you really relatively close to a lot of the uh, potential objectives. Like if you, you know, hostage exchange gives you two ways to run, key positions, yep. you know, you're right there. Um, yeah, definitely. And and it allows you to deploy in such a way that your e-webs can all kind of be in range of ears and you can kind of cover, you know, and let your opponent come to you was my was my thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out when a bunch of Wookiees come to you, there's not enough E-webs in a list to stop them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, there's so many wounds on those Wookiees. Yeah. And then uh, uh, condition-wise, you know, surprisingly, I actually really wanted 
um, rapid reinforcements. Yeah. Or limited I, I visibility, a, depending on, on rapid. <laughs> yeah, depending on the um, uh, depending on the objective, mm-hmm. the the option to get those e webs into better positions outside yeah. the deployment zone, yep. without them getting shot, so they can just yep. double move. Um, you know that was a big part of the strategy. It never really worked out that way. <laughs> on uh, on the day one, on the championship stuff, I, I was able to pull some of that off in the. Um, in the um, unconventional warfare event, mm-hmm. um, but that's—I mean—that's everything in that event is so bonkers anyway. That I totally, don't know totally <laughs> has any value. Yeah, three three emplacements, uh, uh, rapid reinforcements is definitely uh, year year one. I was playing a rebelist and uh, just in the local store tournament, and I got uh, rapid reinforcements on key positions, and I was playing an FD cannon list, and so I was able to park oh, that thing, man. Yeah. park that thing on me on my friendly key position with with clear line of sight coverage and uh, range coverage on the center key position, uh, and and yeah. and I have been, <clears throat> I've been chasing that high with rapid reinforcements ever since. <laughs> So. Yeah, and, and that's you know one of the things I love about this whole battle deck system is, you know, like like I was saying, I really wanted limited visibility to move the e webs around. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out when I got it, I didn't want to move the e webs around, right. and I was kicking myself <laughs> for including it instead of clear conditions because then Veers couldn't get his you know his four red dice out there before sure. everyone ran into range that was too close, you know. So, sure. uh, but I like that. I like that variety. I like you know I like that it. You know, if you if you get into that kind of stuff, there's some narrative storytelling you can do. Yeah, totally. You know, it's like you're on a desert planet, limited visibility. Okay, probably a sandstorm. Well, now we're on this other planet. Why is it limited? You know, is, yeah. is it foggy? Is it, is, you know, is it smoky? So if you get into that kind of stuff, I think um, I think the variety of cards, you know, they offer is, is kind of nice, you know? Yeah. No totally. game is ever the same. Totally. Totally. I, I can definitely tell you've got an RPG background, <laughs> much uh, like myself. Yeah. Bring, yeah. Bringing that, bringing this stuff in. Uh, real, real quick, let's just uh, hit the, uh, the the lows. What, what would you ban as soon as you could see it? You mentioned like uh, boxes. Uh, yeah. Any of the objectives, um, sabotage and recover because mm-hmm. E-Webs cannot sabotage or recover. Um, those right. were my big, my big worries. I actually wasn't as afraid of breakthrough or bombing run. Mm-hmm. Um, cause with 10 activations, even if the E-Webs have to pick up their skirts and run, sure. um, you know, it's a short, it's, it's a speed one move, but they have a bigger base. Yep. So they can cover some distance when they need to. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there, and there was a moment I almost had an E-Web run and shoot with its, uh, rifle. <laughs> nice. Uh, but I didn't quite get the range I needed for that to be effective. So I took a standby instead. Okay. But, uh, but you know, there, I think, at least from what I see in the Discord, I think a lot of people look at units and they look at what the unit does best, and then mm-hmm. that's all they see the unit do. Yeah. And sometimes that works great. You know, yep. you're seeing people running Bosk and Palp and 45 points worth of binoculars. <laughs> um, yep. And that and that does work out really well because Bosk is really good at what he does with Ames and getting two shots with him from the Empire's pull, or Emperor's pulling the strings works really good. Yeah. But sometimes you want to play pinned down and have your E-Web move and shoot with its uh, E-11 rifle to yep. get somebody's order token to go away. And I'll tell you, Nobody expects the E-Web to pick up and run and shoot with its <laughs> its E-11 rifle. That's true. 
It's true. <laughs> uh, and then like, you know, deployment wise, uh, the big things that would have worried me would be uh, disarray and um, battle lines mm-hmm. uh, for the kind of the same reason. Disarray, you know, th- the whole point of my force is to kind of be together. Right. And and especially with the spotter and the e-webs not having a lot of movement, you know, keeping veers and them together. Um, it was important. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, to me, I don't know if it's important to succeeding because I didn't. But uh, <laughs> uh, and same kind of thing with with uh, battle lines. They're just the battle lines are so long. It's six feet of range. And, you know. If you've got fast units, sometimes that's good because you might not have good cover to start around your deployment zone, but you can get to good cover. Yeah. And the E-Webs like, can be really slow, obviously. So you know, I just wanted things where I felt like I was together from the start and I didn't necessarily have to do a lot of running around. Yeah, totally. Makes sense. Yeah. And then uh, conditions, uh, the big fear would have been like war-wary, hostile environment, same thing. Like, Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of recovering, but... You know, trying to trying to stay within range one of my commander, or excuse me, um, not removing suppression tokens. Yeah, you know, from the stormtroopers especially. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to deal with those things. Yeah, you don't have a lot of flex for for losing an action in any of those. Yeah, so. awesome, cool. Um, we talked. We're. I'm going to skip over the uh, the the list you paired against. You've done. I think you've done a great job covering some of the things that you were. Looking forward to and also getting hit on. Uh, you ready to jump into some lightning round? Yes. Awesome. Uh, what was your better best? Uh, here, we, here we go. We're recording at night, folks. <laughs> what was your best better lucky than good moment in Vegas? All right. So this is uh, anyone that was in the room that randomly heard somebody scream what? <laughs> and then somebody replied. So if you were there, you may remember that. It was unconventional warfare. Um, I set up my little nest of e-webs in the corner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, my opponent uh, set up his Iden and his tax strike teams okay. all within just perfect range to march in and destroy all these e-webs. Right. And I, the way I had deployed was to defend the battlefield where the objectives were. Mm-hmm. And uh, they started infiltrating on my flank, which I was not prepared to defend at all. <laughs> so I really thought I was just going to lose all my e-webs uh, and have to hope that the tank could survive against whatever yep. was left. Um, <laughs> so they did tack strike. I expected it based on the deployment. So I played pin down um, and tried to hustle my E-webs around to where they could shoot off some of those orders right. with their E-11s. Yep. Turned out I couldn't quite get there. Um, so I ended up moving two of them so they'd be able to get line of sight. And gave mm-hmm. them standbys, um, you know. And then, of course, my opponent just kind of started cycling through the uh, special forces in Iden. Mm-hmm. And uh, when all said and done, they had you know their their Iden, their Infernal Squad, two full squads of uh, the special forces. Yep. Uh, all walking up, taking their shots, all those aims, and they ended up pushing through six wounds against my three E webs. Oh, spread out. Yeah, I just I was rolling the hottest. Uh, they 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 were able to kill one e web and they put two more wounds on another one. Oh man! So you know half of the e webs that were on the table. Uh, but I just rolled the hottest defense dice, 
you've ever seen. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Yep. And that was the, I like it was me screaming what because <laughs> I mean so many hits were coming in and so many dice being rolled and I yeah. and I only took six wounds. And nice. then the crazy thing was the standby attacks that he was walking into also did six wounds. So his full attack strike uh, turn versus my pin down against two standby shots with uh, the E-Webs, we, we had an even exchange of wounds, mm -hmm. uh, which cost him significantly more points. Um, oh, man. But nice. he proceeded to uh, play. He played a really smart game, never made any mistakes. Yeah. And he just got he lost to the dice, really. I mean, I like to think I played a smart game and played well as well. But <laughs> if those dice had been halfway close to average, it yep. would have been a completely different game. And he would. And I think he would have beaten me. Yeah. Yep. So definitely was lucky. <laughs> rather than good in that game. Makes sense. What was your uh, what what decision play are you most proud of? That was intentionally oh, good. You know, I, I touched on on uh, kind of forcing Luke to disengage. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I th I think the using, you know, I, I couldn't get the range, but the 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 attempt to use pinned down to shoot order tokens off of attack strike team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can land that, that's that's so huge. It's like absolutely you know, they got yeah. four orders out there, and you take out half of them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, that's that's gutting that. Uh, uh, right, that, it's that it's a really a good well. counter, and and you know, on the team event day, uh, I played a list that had uh, a Vader and a Palpatine, and they did uh, an entire Legion and uh, new ways to motivate them on the same turn. And I played mm -hmm. Covert Ops, so every one of their units got a suppression token. Oh wow! And some <laughs> other units had already been suppressed. So I think yep. I, I really surprised myself. Uh, to be honest, I didn't think I'd be that good at timing what command card to play to counter what my opponent was doing. Mm -hmm. But I will caveat that by saying tax strike and in, in a team event, you know, an entire legion and new ways to motivate them. Sometimes those kind of card plays can be really telegraphed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but there were a couple times I was able to use cunning to get priority even if I wasn't sure what was coming, you yeah. know, out of their hand, I figured, okay, well, they, you know, I think they want to go, so they're probably going to do a one pip now or, you know, so I was pretty proud of my command hand play, I guess. Gotcha. Nice. Nice. That's a good, that's a good place to have, have a good, good foundation of skill. Yeah. All right. What, uh, what decision or play is going to haunt you from the weekend? All right. So talked about. I don't want to say poor strike team placement, but we'll say risky right. strike team placement. Sure. <laughs> so my last game of day one, and and I, this haunts me only because it would have been a bounty. Yeah, and I'm it would worried. I'm an epic story. I'm, I'm worried here because I thought when you told me the strike team story was coming later, I, I thought that was going to be something you're proud of. So now, now I really oh no 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 <laughs> no. This is a missed opportunity on my part. Uh, okay. So my opponent. Uh, uh, great guy. He's uh, from the uh, 5280 Legion. I just can't remember his name. But great great game. Very fun. Very friendly. He, it was kind yeah. of a mirror match. He was playing Krennic um, with some Death Troopers. He had some Mortars for Suppression. He had Iden and Inferno Squad. Iden and Inferno Squad deploy to snipe from the far corner. Okay. And I realized first turn I have just enough units 
that have suppression, uh, suppressive weapons, mm-hmm. that if I play either Veers as one pip or or um, um, Covert Ops. Mm-hmm. You know what? I didn't have Covert Ops that day. So it was Veers as one pip. Okay. I ran basically the same list all three days and it still runs together. Right. Um, right. So Veers is one pip and just run and shoot with everything I could that had suppression. Mm -hmm. I could potentially panic Iden, turn one off the board before she activated. uh, Because, you know, she she's trying to snipe and it was hostage exchange. So he's, you know, he was focused on getting his his hostage unit moving and he had mostly core core units out, you know. So I could I could have piled up about seven, eight, maybe nine suppression on Aiden on the first turn. If I just if that's all I did, you know, I just ignored the objectives, ignored staying in cover, just everybody run at Aiden and shoot. Mm-hmm. And I could I think I did the math. I could have put about nine suppression on her. And, you know, at three courage. She has to roll off more than three, so the odds would have been my favor. She panics, and she was literally in the corner. You know, <laughs> so yep. she would. There's no yep. keeping her on the map at that point. Yeah, it's just a matter of choosing short side or long side right. to run off. And then the follow up turn, I could have then, if if enough of those units lived, could have done the same thing to the Inferno Squad. And uh, I don't know how many bodies I would have had left if I had tried that. Because uh, there would have been a lot of people out in the open with no cover. Yeah. And he yeah, had a lot of, you know, he had death troopers. He had uh, mortars, you know. Uh, but, you know, those plays where you open up first turn in, in a way that just, you know, guts somebody's list. Mm-hmm. Even if you lose, it still feels like a win. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it haunts me that I didn't try. Gotcha. Yep. Because... I yeah. lost anyway, <laughs> and and uh, and I don't have a great story to tell other than what could have been. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one for that category. All right, uh, this one, this one, I know a part of the story already. But uh, what's your Discord handle origin story uh, with Morlock? Right. So my Discord handle is currently Morlock. Um, I had a different Discord handle recently. Uh, somebody. <laughs> asked if i was so and so from some other game that mm-hmm. uses the same handle i guess mm-hmm. uh, and it turns out that person's not very popular <laughs> um and i it's it was a very i thought unique uh handle yeah yeah definitely and so i just assumed i was the only one and it turns out there's another guy playing some video game with it there's you know a guy on a on a forum with it and sure. i just said you know what I give up trying to have a unique name. Uh, I'm going to go with Morlock. I assume there's a lot of Morlocks on the internet. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Probably a lot of Morlocks on the internet. Whether they're using and the name or not. here, I think. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I work I work in the entertainment industry. I work in advertising for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But previously had worked in making features. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's they have this thing they call over the line and under the line credits and it just has there's a lot of like union producers guild stuff about how all that works sure but there's a lot of people that are in the under the line positions that are really putting in good hard work and um you know people doing heavy lifting people doing 
you know, a lot of math to figure out how much generator <laughs> you need to power how many lights with however long these cables are. Yep. And just a lot of people doing real hard work that's not necessarily artistic work. Mm -hmm. And so the Morlock kind of theme from Time Machine always spoke to me as like, you know, the people doing the hard work underground, but not necessarily seen as the enlightened or the, right. the artistic. Right. I love that. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. My, uh, my personal connection listeners to this story is, uh, uh, Marshall here changed his handle in between <laughs> when we originally scheduled, uh, this session. And today when, when we confirmed it and he reached out to confirm the time with me, uh, and I went into full twin dad brain, uh, panicking that i had double scheduled and couldn't could not track down the, the yeah. co conversation it I had with, less than 24 hours previous. before and no warning yeah not like hey i changed my handle just like hey we on for tonight yeah. as if he's going to remember my profile picture amongst a sea of profile pictures well we had a whole conversation too so i i, I knew that like i knew we were clearly on for tonight. <laughs> but right, right, right. Was, uh, but I had, uh, yeah, I, I thought I had completely uh, bamboozled myself, but it turns out, turns out I wasn't, I was only partially out of it. Uh, so uh, that's awesome. Um, we are, uh, we're having a great conversation, but uh, we are running really over time. Let's, let's tag out these last couple of questions. Uh, sure. What was your favorite? You're a Vegas local. Did I understand that right? Yeah, that's correct. I've I've uh, been uh, in Henderson now for about a year and a half. Okay, all right. So, what was your? Uh, I don't know if you if if any of these break out. Then, what was your favorite non Legion memory from the weekend? Did you have any so, of those? So uh, ties right into that. Perfect segue. Awesome. It's it's almost Perfect. like we talked about it ahead of time, but we didn't. <laughs> I, I promise you that. Um, so I used to live in the Hollywood area for work. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Lockdowns came through and, and, and that allowed us to shift the way the industry worked. And so yep. there's a lot of industry people now that have the opportunity to work from home that didn't used to be able to. Totally. And I'm one of those people. Uh, so I moved to uh, Henderson, uh, liked the weather, liked the cost of living, mm -hmm. liked not having to pay uh, income tax. <laughs> yeah. It's all, all great things. Yep. Um, but, you know, I used to be very active at a particular store in Southern California in Pasadena okay. playing X-Wing. And, um, used to play with guys like Ryan Farmer mm -hmm. and, uh, D Yoon and, um, guys, uh, all from, uh, Morlock squadron, they call themselves. Oh, and, nice. uh, yeah. And D is, I believe he's the forum moderator for the rules, uh, oh, on, cool. uh, atomic mass games rules forum for X-Wing now. Oh, nice. Very awesome. smart guy. He's play tested before. Mm -hmm. And so these, these were top level X-Wing players in that community, traveled, mm -hmm. going to worlds, but also really cool people, really chill, yeah. really down to earth, really supportive for somebody like me that was coming into X-Wing that wasn't competitive. Or uh, yeah. let me rephrase that. I used to have a very competitive spirit. Sure. Just wasn't very good at it. <laughs> so that's evolved over time. Um, but, you know, I, I did. I learned a hell of a lot of things about X-Wing from those guys. Yeah. And we were in the same room uh, at the Rio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they were running the X-Wing Championship Tournament. And, you know, on the last day when everything was done, said and over with, you know, I got to kind of go talk to some of them. Uh, they uh, <laughs> They have a tiebreaker. In Minox Squadron, they play looping Chewy to break oh, certain ties. 
Luke and Chewie is game. <laughs> I've heard, yes, I've seen Chewbacca that. Chewbacca <laughs> flies around in a little Millennium Falcon, and yep. you have to like hit a paddle to push <laughs> Chewbacca up into the air so he doesn't crash into your shield tokens and take all yep. your shields away. And seeing two grown men who played X-Wing all weekend end up in a draw at a side event, just slamming the shit out of these paddles. And, and the game went on. The tiebreaker went on for almost eight minutes, I think. Oh, my gosh. Um, it was one of the best matches Looping Chewie I've ever seen. <laughs> and just really kind of being able to reconnect with those guys in that environment. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to sound too sappy, but like on a spiritual level, you know, like it was really rewarding. And, totally. And that's, the you know, that's the kind of stuff that you can't, you almost can't explain to people that aren't into, you know, this kind of stuff where it's like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess if you, you know, if you're going to your high school reunion and seeing your old football teammates, you know, might be analogous, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, that was really, that was really good for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah, I think you, I think you're right. There's something that is very hard outside of this context to, to communicate exactly what that means. So, yeah, I I don't think. You know, if you showed somebody looping Chewy and tried to explain how exciting it was to see adults play it, I don't think a lot of people would get it. Oh, yeah. You, in fact, arguably, you'd have a better time explaining the concept out of context uh, than, mm-hmm. than providing any context whatsoever. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Uh, I'm going to segue off of that really amazing heartfelt with my stupid question uh, that's also <laughs> my favorite. Which famous personality, living or dead, would you choose to stream every game of Legion that you play for the rest of your life? Oh, my gosh. Uh I don't know if I want somebody streaming it. Um, You know, I I feel like on the one hand, I want somebody that's putting a lot of energy into it. You know, like a John Madden or somebody that's like, Mm -hmm. you know, one of those guys that's just, that's what they bring. They bring energy and they, and they talk strategy and they, you know, of course the idea of somebody drawing little circles in the lines. Yes. uh, On the stream. (laughs) It's kind of fun. Um, but, you know, we talked a lot about the narrative and the storytelling stuff. I think, mm-hmm. you know, somebody with a real keen storytelling knack, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever seen videos of Kurt Vonnegut talking about storytelling. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the way he talks about things is just so nice, so off the cuff. And I think somebody like that could do a really great stream that was the opposite of the John Madden stream that was, yeah, you know, discussing... You know, like we saw in the championship game at LVO, the payload going over the gazebo, you know. So, <laughs> right. so you know, somebody like a Kurt Vonnegut explaining, you know, how does that work? You know, how is it that beneath, you know, beneath the gazebo, you've got the lightsaber battle going on and then above it, the, the, the payload is like yeeting itself over the gazebo. Yeah. I think you might be onto something here because I think one of the uh, uh, I've done a little bit of streaming and I've worked with endless and others on on doing streaming, filling the uh, filling the dead time in Legion uh, is is one of the biggest challenges and and that narrative aspect of Kurt Vonnegut might might be the ticket. We might be chasing the wrong thing by going after sports analogies. I think you might be right. onto it here. <laughs> well, and and one of the things that I've always liked from his at least from his presentations and things that I've seen is he doesn't ever seem to take anything too seriously. Sure. And, yep. you know, one of That's one of Lucas's quotes that I remember <laughs> from Star Wars, you know, he talked about like, there should be some whimsy. Yeah. And the, the do backs is an example of some whimsy, like, 
there's probably no practical reason a guy in full armor should be riding around the <laughs> desert on a giant lizard <laughs> that has a mind of its own that he's trying to control with leather reins when he, right. he could have a speeder bike or a, a mini walker. But that's, <laughs> you know, the Star Wars universe doesn't necessarily make sense. It's And right. it's fantasy, so it's it's good. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you, Marshall, so much. It's been a real pleasure talking to you and, and hearing uh, beyond just the list, just the full experience uh, you had. Yeah, um, hopefully... Uh, I helped you make some great content. It's been great talking to you. Um, yeah, definitely. Anything you want to plug or uh, tell folks? Where yeah, to find you? you know, I don't have any connection to these guys, but I think it kind of ties into what I'm about as a player. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if they qualify as famous, but if it was a non-famous person, uh. Uh, the guys at Crafty Terrain, I've been watching their battle reports and mm-hmm. they're some of the most positive people. <laughs> And, you know, I used to Love talk, that. I talked about, I used to be very competitive. Mm-hmm. If you get really, really competitive, sometimes that leads to not some, you know, some not so great interactions, yep. not so yep. great behavior. And, and honestly, you know, listen to those battle reports from those guys that just love the game yeah. and they just, whether the dice roll goes in their favor or not, you know, oh, that's a good roll or that's a bad roll, you know, it just, it really has helped me kind of be able to be positive about the game regardless mm-hmm. of what's going on with it, you know, like, you know, taking last place <laughs> in <laughs> sure. an event. Um, so, you know, I would, if, if that's something that you're looking for, I mean, and they, and they make some train and stuff and sell it. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, he's got yeah, a yeah. podcast now and they do other games, but just, man, they're just so damn positive. And it's really, I, I think a good example. And I just, I cannot, you know, I'll listen, I'll watch some of their battle reports more than once. Just, you know, it's just so good to have, I think that positivity around a game like this, you know, when, when it's so easy for, especially with a competitive scene for people to be, you know, getting into one upsmanship and, and that kind of negativity and things. So yeah, I, I, anybody that can have that kind of positivity when they're just getting smeared, uh, you know, it's just really great. I love it. That's awesome. Awesome. And then I guess I, you know, speaking of being local to Las Vegas, I would mm-hmm. I would do a disservice to my my guys if I didn't mention that we uh, played down at War Room Games, uh, just uh, across the street from the airport. Awesome. Um, a lot, yeah, a lot of people know Power Nine uh, on the north side of town, but uh, you know, same kind of thing at War Room Games. You know, they're they're everyone's just so damn positive. You almost can't believe it. You know, yeah. it's like. But it, but the but the great thing is it just I think it everybody's lifting each other up and everybody's making each other better. Totally. And and having that in a in a game store to me is like it's it's like a unicorn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I've known the Power Nine guys and the Outriders for for a while. I I met uh you and, and a number of other folks I think from mm-hmm. from the um from your stores community. I think, in fact, I, I think the owner actually came by our booth and we chatted with him for a bit and it was uh it it just everything you just said about the positivity and the reinforcing and the lifting each other up, um, celebrating the hobby really yeah. came through in all those interactions. That's really cool. Yeah. And that, you know, that's the big takeaway from LVO is the same thing, especially with mm-hmm. having the X wing and the Armada guys in the same room, mm-hmm. just a, a bunch of people just loving star Wars, having yep. fun together. Yep. Uh, best vacation I've had in a long time and that's I didn't awesome. even have to go anywhere. <laughs> that's awesome all right well marshall I, I hope to have you back on again and i will definitely hope to see you at uh, future events coming up soon and if not right. yeah uh, at I'll a minimum uh, 
Yeah, I'll reach out if I ever win a match in a game with standard rules. There you go. There you go. That'll be <laughs> that'll be the next benchmark for us to, to have you back on. Right. All right. And listeners, uh, if you have a favorite list that you'd love to share with the Legionverse, uh, send me a DM at Matrokin hashtag 9051 on the Discord or reach out to any of the Legion 99 guys on Facebook. And we'll see you next time on Turn Zero Lists. 